Hello there friends and welcome to the Friday Night Word Show on the Golide FM podcast. The name is Tamsan Ogachuma and I just want to thank the good Lord for keeping you and me until this time where we can interact and we can discuss marital and relational issues on this podcast. Well, today we want to be discussing divorce and the legal implications thereof. Well, I just want to answer a question that was posed by one of our listeners to say, what do I do? My spouse is selfish towards me. Shouldn't I be selfish in return? And I just want to read about two or three verses in response to that question. Uh, Philippians 2 verses 3 to 4. Do nothing from uh, rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. And I just also want to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 6. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful, but it does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love does not insist on its own way but it insists on whose way on the way of the lord and i just want to encourage you out there if you're listening do not fight fire with selfishness but fight fire with love well today we're discussing divorce and we've invited our in-house legal expert who is a legal uh, professional in his day-to-day job, and we are discussing the legal implications of divorce. And before we get into that discussion, here's what I want to make us aware of. Marriage is something that was created by God, and marriage is a covenant, meaning that we agree to please God in the process. And so divorce is a point where you decide, no, God, we we failed to please you, and we are parting ways. And it, it might sound a bit harsh, it might sound a bit, but the Bible says what God has put together, let no man put asunder. But this is reality. Reality is that some of us get to the point of where we divorce. And the implications are big and the implications are painful. I mean, somebody described divorce as being close to death. In actual fact, they said divorce is like death. You, you, you killed spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and almost physically, you die. And, and the children are affected also. Your relatives are affected also. Your friends are affected. Everyone is affected. In actual fact, they say uh, divorce is one of the slowest of economy. A growing economy can actually slow down because of divorce. But today we just want to go and look at the legal implications. We want to look at the causes from a legal perspective. And maybe when we get to an understanding of what causes all this divorce and what are the implications. I mean, I listened to somebody saying the other, uh, a few months ago, when you divorce in a certain type of marriage, you're going to lose half of your pension fund depending on the type of marriage that you're in but before you get into divorce i would also want to urge us to say let us work on our marriages let us develop our marriages let us grow let us reignite let us refuel our marriages so that we don't get to the extent uh, where we do divorce but if you did do get to the point of divorce do it the right way 
do it a clean way do it in a manner that you don't embarrass yourself and Jung will give us a few tips on what happens in the divorce court I know we've watched a few times on divorce court but here's what happens and what are the implications and I just want to urge us once again let us take our marriages to the Lord and here's Jung as we discuss divorce Hello, my name is Ino and you're listening to Golita FM. It is worse than theirs. They will try and paint this rosy picture within their marriages when it's not actually true. Okay. Those are some of the things. Betrayals as well. Um, a, a huge betrayal. Probably you have gone into the marriage, you find that this person was dishonest on certain issues. I remember, for instance, a person marries someone inside the marriage, finds that this person has got two children that they mm-hmm. never told them about. So trust already is, 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 a, is a problem there. Some it's even medical reasons, you know. Some people divorce because they cannot take care of a person medically. Right. Uh, this person has got uh, a medical condition which then makes it difficult for them. There are some of the reasons that we see. So, but from is there a way where, yeah, books, is there a way where we can mitigate divorce? Are there things that we can do? Or are there, for instance, I was reading one article where somebody says, um, people who uh, statistics have shown that people who cohabit before they get married are likely to uh, divorce. To divorce. Yes. yes. And and people who marry at a younger at a young age, say pre twenty four, are likely to, to to divorce. And yes, most marriages, um, you know, they they break down between the years five and seven, and 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 so all these things. I I, I looked at it and I said. Could there be a way where, as society, we could mitigate divorce by implementing, not from a, a government perspective, but from a personal perspective, we could in, implement uh, measures that could help uh, mitigate divorce? Yeah, uh, well, that, that, that doesn't necessarily go to the legal aspects of, of it, but I think it would go mostly to, to a psychological aspect and... Um, obviously the so- social aspects of, of it. But my two cents would definitely be, I think people mostly from the beginning, even when I look at cases, divorce cases in court, people mm. get married already for the wrong reasons, already mm. from the beginning. No. Like for instance, one of the main reasons is you find some people are very materialistic, they want right. money, mm-hmm. you go into a marriage, and then uh, you know one way or the other you find this person probably didn't have as much money as you would have expected or the money runs out and you you were married to this person because of money as an example or you were married to this person because they are handsome right. you get the point yeah so people need to go beyond the superficial sometimes mm-hmm. we marry for the wrong reasons and i think mm-hmm. this is where the issue is and when i look at a pattern in court I can promise you, Tammy, about 95% it's the wrong reasons for marriage from the beginning. For instance, a person already knows this person is abusive and you think the person will change. Once they go into the marriage, it worsens. As an example, I've got friends who already, is, when they were date, when they were courting, right? the guy was very abusive and the lady married thinking that he would change. Unfortunately, he never changed. He, he, he tried. 
you see so i think it it all goes back to that and and uh, as christians we there's people are always encouraged to go through premarital counseling as an example mm-hmm. because that that actually helps during premarital counseling if you then notice certain um, red lights which may lead to you saying well uh, i think i may not uh, be with this person then it's most likely you just have to leave that that person mm-hmm. I think those are some of the issues. Uh when I'm looking at it on the marriage side and the psychological side and the social side. It's mm-hmm. usually all these cases I'm referring to. A, a, a person a lady goes into a marriage the guy is a serial cheat. Yeah. Right? Definitely mm-hmm. when he goes into the marriage it is never going to stop. It will worsen. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the aspects. One one thing that I've, I've picked up when 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 uh, let's say I don't know whether you call them judges or magistrates when they're handing down judgment and they've written up their judgment and you you go through it one thing that you'll pick up is this they always talk about marriage being uh, fluid or, or marriage or, or marriage is a, yeah marriage is a living thing and it needs yes. to it needs to be serviced and you'll pick up that at one point in time these two are no longer servicing their marriage they're no longer watering it yes and this yes. living thing ceases to to exist it simply is. because the two parties failed to do what was necessary to keep the marriage going I, I, and i i always i've yeah. always looked at it and i said to myself the legal system also recognizes that this thing this this marriage this institution just does not has got a moral uh, value to it and has got a i don't know what value uh, to, words to use to keep it going why 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 do courts always want to remind people of these elements yeah look like i said to you remember the whole concept of also on all these uh, biblical issues mm-hmm. but you must also remember now the courts you see they've been two landmark decisions that came out from this region right of africa and namibia but zimbabwe refused to follow that right. so now what the courts have decided to say they are now looking at marriages as a contract between oh. two parties so Not these two a... parties come together as adults mm-hmm. yeah together as an adults as right. adults and mm-hmm. then they decide that they want to contract a marriage that's why it's called contracting a marriage so whatever happens between the two if they decide that they want to leave it's a breach of contract between the two they can sort it out mm-hmm. this is within the context of um, adulterous relationships right right mm-hmm. so what was happening mostly is a person sue a third party okay for a, okay being involved in an adulterous relationship that led to the breakdown of this marriage right now the court, so people would then get damages against the adulterous part but now namibia and south africa have said no adulterous relation you can no longer get damages from an adulterous person a person who broke down the marriage that's out mm-hmm. zimbabwe though refused to follow that zimbabwe is a bit more of a conservative uh, place obviously driven by a whole lot of other factors mm-hmm. but the point is 
the courts are now strictly saying uh, you can no longer get damages for adulterous damage. You can no longer sue that other party to get adulterous damages because they are going down. So that on its own also comes back to your question about how you get it. So that is the evolving part of marriages. You might agree with that judgment. You may not agree with it, but that's basically what's happening now. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and mm-hmm. and I think what is also making it uh, controversial is we now have a situation where some marriages now, like in Africa, uh, you find that South Africa recognizes also same-sex marriages. You know, and mm-hmm. that that's of course for this Christian talk, of course that's not acceptable. But I'm just saying that these are some of the things that. Uh, are opening and the divorces that are evolving from there, the left. That's why they are now saying they are contractual, and so on and so forth. As a result, so yeah. I, but you must mm. also remember that marriages, mm. marriages also when it comes to divorcing and splitting, it will also depend on the type of marriage you have in, out of community, and so on and so forth. But but then, Chabu, here's my 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 argument then, to say before you drive a car. There, there is a, you are required to go and get a learners and, and, and do yes. SOK 58 and, and prove beyond a doubt that you can adhere to the rules and regulations of the road. And it still boggles yes. my mind that with such a very powerful and important institution that affects even the economy, the governments of the world have not yet come up with the learners for those that want to get uh, something that says, are you ready for marriage? Because here we are getting into an institution where we are not ready to be. And here are the divorces increasing. You see, I'll give you an example though. Though Most of the governments, one of the things they've tried to mitigate, okay, the the other part I've forgotten to say, marriage is of convenience. I think those, uh, the governments have really tried to legislate right. we have a, a scenario where people marry a person is desperate comes from another country yeah. seeks to marry a local so that they can secure themselves because the country they come from has got economic hardships yes. so you know what i'm referring to and then, yes. then they pay a pay a lady or pay a man so that they can get the necessary paperwork to maneuver right. and then after uh, some time they divorce so in some instances, find, for instance, in Namibia, there are standing laws. Before people marry, if you, before you marry a foreign national, the national must bring a document from his country of origin to yeah. show that he or she is not married from mm. from from that country, yeah. uh, and must also bring their paperwork to show that they are not illegally within the country. Amongst many things that they've been mitigating, so. Mm. I must say the governments are trying, especially on the issues of, of uh, marriages of convenience. And also, that's why we have the legal age of majority. Remember, Tom, it's one of those issues to try and say a person below this specific age should not get married because of child brides. You know, pe- people who pledge because of religions, they pledge their daughters to older men who marry them and they will take care of the family financially. So there are some of the other issues that you have which need to be mitigated. But at the end of the day, the government can only do so much. And this is why sometimes the people within the religious spheres 
must also assist the government in, 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 in so far as assisting. Did you know that most of the culprits who even lead to the high levels of divorces are the pastors themselves? Mm. Because they, were, they are syndicates. Like I can tell you in South Africa, Zimbabwe, Botswana, Angola, and I think in America, there were syndicates where pastors would, be, would get paid so that they, they marry off people. Uh, are you following? Okay. Either through convenience or for whatever reasons that are best known to them, mm. you know. So it's it's the, it, and so that then becomes a criminal issue. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, the damage has already been done. I I also think the major thing we need to go back to the laws in relation to when people come to get married. Like for instance, people get married at courts. That is yeah. where the biggest problem is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they will do so. But also remember in countries like Zimbabwe, and I think the whole of this region and in many countries, the reason why bans of marriage are published right. is for those simple reasons as well. To mm-hmm. see if there are people who object to a marriage going ahead. Remember, bans of marriage are part and parcel of the law. That's the yes. law which says you have to announce three times or whatever to see whether or not there's, a, there's anyone with an objection or doesn't have an objection. That's mm-hmm. also the law coming in to try and regulate this thing. Well, do, and people always away. Yeah, do you think that the churches have done enough to help couple married people? And if they've not done enough, what can they do to help marriages, uh, to sustain marriages? I might be controversial with this first statement, mm. but it's one of the biggest problems I've also seen because within the church we even have problems with divorce. Right. There's a problem with having role model, role model marriages within the church. I think mm. this is a big, big challenge. Okay. You find that yeah, most of the people that you look up to have mm-hmm. got a problem too within their marriages. That's the first point. Secondly, uh, the churches have also not made people understand mm-hmm. uh, the importance of premarital counseling. I think mm-hmm. most of the time we could have begged people. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. We, I know of a couple that would go for, for pre-marriage counseling, mm-hmm. right? And it was clear that this couple things were not working out. But I don't know how that happened. The pastor allowed them to continue their marriage mm-hmm. as an example. So yes. that, those are some of the things. And then also people don't understand what they're signing. When it comes to what is a marriage in community, what's a marriage out of community, what are the impact of those things at divorce? Mm-hmm. Or we have people who cohabit and then mm-hmm. when someone dies and then the, the pressure, the people, things are taken away from them. You know, those are some of the issues. Though we have got countries like Zimbabwe, which has progressive laws for people cohabit and then when someone dies, as an example, of course, I'm not talking about death, but when, or when they separate instance. Mm-hmm. They they will always protect the other spouse that that had uh, things taken away. Okay, they, they'll protect the other spouse who had worked for things in the in the union. Mm-hmm. So I think it's also a question of the church having to educate our people, and sometimes we we do not do that well enough. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess we do I, not. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, we do I, not use our legal experts. Yeah, yeah. But then I get a sense that the 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 the, the drive is not as uh, intensive as it should have been in in terms of promoting the growth in marriage and, and sustainability of marriages. Yes, I think it's remember it's marriage is a journey. It, it's not it's not a 
it's a journey. It's not a one day event. It right. all starts from the day from the day these people meet mm-hmm. up to wherever. And I think this is where we have the problem there from the beginning, when these people are still within the, what you would call the honeymoon phase, dating, courting, mm-hmm. going up to the marriage, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I think there they need to be because you notice that they along that whole step, you hardly you find the pastor is taking people through premarital counseling. But you never hear of an instance where the couple that is being cancelled is told of their legal rights. I'll give you an example. Here in Namibia, for instance, you find that the laws when, they, when people marry in or out of community, it also depends on the red line. You know, the red line that was there during colonial times, like mm-hmm. uh, the, the red line that has to do with foot and mouth where cattle have to cross, they, they do not have to cross, or where they have to be quarantined before they move to another place. Mm-hmm. That red line still determines whether a marriage is in and out of community or property. Mm-hmm. In some areas, when you marry beyond the red line, the, the, the red um, line, it mm-hmm. means your marriage is already deemed out of community or property, unless you want it to be in, of, in community or property, as an example. Mm-hmm. And many people are not aware of that. So they'll mm-hmm. marry somewhere outside beyond the red line. And mm-hmm. boom, when things get problematic, when they now want to divorce, now the issue is where did you get married? You married beyond the red line or it was out of community without them having to come back to say, well, do we want it to be in or out of, we want it to be in community of property for whatever reason. Are you following? Yeah. Because of some of these colonial laws. So people are not educated enough to know about mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. um, you know what, Chapo? If, if I were to quote the words of Miles Monroe, he says, if you are married and you do not attend a, a marriage seminar, there is no book that you are reading about marriage, then you are you have probably set yourself up for divorce. Because yep. one marriage evolves. I remember that quote. Mm. It does. It evolves, yes. And uh, that's what I'm saying. We have seen with the manner in which divorces happen. Do you know that some divorces are so bitter? Yeah. To an extent that some people even plot to kill each other. Yes. We've seen things happening. Yes. You know, and, uh, and mm. for instance, I'm, I'm also a mediator, right? Right. I'm a mediator, appointed mediator of the high court. So I sometimes mediate in some marriages. Mm-hmm. You will find in some instances, as you are sitting there, mm-hmm. they are trying to mediate, find the best way possible in this divorce. Mm-hmm. You find that uh, some shocking details where someone didn't know that this person was keeping this specific thing from them. Mm. In their 10, 15 years of marriage. Mm. I remember an instance where a woman didn't even know how much the man was earning. She thought mm. the man was earning, say, for instance, 5,000 rand. We know this guy was earning 100,000 rand. Mm. Then she discovers that this guy had a, a family somewhere else. Mm. You know, these are things that start coming out in, in these in this specific um, areas. You know, these are things that you find in divorces. There's always something new that comes up that someone didn't know about. Mm-hmm. So what we always encourage people to, though I'm not saying I want people to divorce, but what we say is before parties decide they want to divorce, mm-hmm. they need to agree as much as possible on the finer details of the divorce. For instance, what will happen with the children, how much maintenance will be paid, 
what should happen if it's in community it's easier because you know where the property left to be sold and then the proceeds are shared if it's out of community it's the accrual system so the one who has got more the difference may have to be paid but you take what you have what is yours you take what is yours if people can agree earlier and they stop this thing of trying to fix one another using the divorce as a way of getting or settling scores then it will even be cheaper for everyone and and i always say to people you are better off and i'll repeat this you are better off having your divorce dealt with under the radar without taking it to a court of law mm-hmm. where your public leaning will come out you know mm-hmm. once you start going to court you start calling witnesses that that is something else you mm-hmm. you you just you just become a soap opera in court because mm-hmm. you end up saying things that were not supposed to be said and they start coming out in open and surely I don't want, I don't think anyone would want to have an open book of their lives in court isn't it mm-hmm. so you'd rather have you'd rather try to be mature i know sometimes people do not think rationally when they're divorcing try to be mm-hmm. mature sit down draw up a list of the property to mm-hmm. say x this should go there this should do this the children okay uh the children should stay with the mom for instance that that's what would usually would happen uh 5 days a week and then during weekends yeah, with the father who gets reasonable access even during holidays the mother pay is uh, the children get maintenance maybe for $500 a month each child and so on and so forth medical aid this one is responsible they'll stay here and there in what happens to the house that is a mortgage we sell it off and so on and so forth these are things that you need to decide before <laughs> otherwise it can be long and messy and you end up spending a lot of money towards lawyers you well as we come to the end it seems to me that i would have rather invested in the growth of my marriage rather than go through such of course uh, a legal landmine it seems to me that there are more uh, broken people out there you know after divorces you know what tell me people who go through divorces they hardly recover from them whichever way you look at it people have lost so much uh you can imagine tell me let's let me just give you a classic example let's just say you buy a house for a million uh, rands in south africa mm-hmm. and you are paying off that mortgage mm-hmm. imagine now you have to sell that house and go back to the bank and do whatever it is that has to be sold off and now you have to start one once again mm. you have to go and renegotiate it's like you're not starting off with your first house are you yeah. following yes and in some instances i i have instances where people were married in community of property mm-hmm. then they, they they divorce and then when this one now tries to go to the bank to get a loan then i told no but uh, you have got debt because the other party was irresponsible they were mm-hmm. racking up debts and because they are married in community that person's debt is also your debt are you are you following mm-hmm. so it, the legal men it's so it's so easy to come together and get married mm-hmm. but and entangling it leaves a whole uh body it, it leaves littered bodies everywhere mm-hmm. and and i've seen instances where even children end up hating one of the parents and so on yes. it's just a mess yes. trust me yes. well i just want to encourage everyone work on your marriage grow it yes. revive it renew it do whatever you need to do to get your marriage on the right tracks because 
uh, after what Jabu has said, I, I do not wa- think any one of us wants to go through that field. And uh, what no, are we your, don't want to go through it. What are your parting words then to to all the married couples, especially trouble right now? Couples sometimes because the one person is sneezed, mm. all of a sudden they want the person out because he sneezes instead of sneezing with the by closing his elbow, he sneezes uh, without closing, without covering, sorry, without covering mm. with his elbows, and that's mm. it. Or he doesn't use a tissue paper. Mm. I think we we do not. I'm just giving an example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember of a, of a couple that wanted to divorce because the wife didn't have enough decorum. She didn't know how to hold a fucking knife. I mean, oh. these are some ridiculous things you find in the courts. <laughs> you know? And I was saying to myself, why didn't the husband at least try to teach his wife that decorum if at all she had that problem? You know, we always find flimsy excuses to do this. So my mm-hmm. advice would be explore counseling as much yeah. as you possibly can, number yeah. one. If it is so bad, Mm. Like, for instance, there's cruelty, there's abuse. I usually say if there's abuse, I think it's better to walk away. If there's mm. adultery, I, I mean, I, that's just my view. Mm. But if it's, if it's so irretrievable, mm. it is broken down. Yeah. Please try to gather your thoughts. Even use a mediator, use some a go in between to try and make sure you agree on all the little of your divorce. Mm-hmm. Do not spite one another. Do not yeah. try to settle scores. Mm-hmm. Do not try to use the divorce as a tough war to prove a point to the other party. We have seen these things happening right. where people has agreed on everything and then they start dragging the process to try and drain the other one of finances, destroy them emotionally. Mm-hmm. Divorce is, is, a, is serious. It's, it's not only a financial, it's not only a financial drain. It's also an emotional drain. It's a psychological drain. It can mentally destroy you, and it can cause you so many so many problems. Some people are even suicidal. So, mm. I think for those who are in trouble right now, explore all options to try not to engage the re- the reverse gear, as they say yeah, <laughs> in yeah. the marriage. Try try by all means, but if it's if you can't, sit down prayerfully, try to discuss issues. I know. Of a, of a couple, for instance, you know, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. They, they, they once spoke to me saying, Look, they intend to divorce. Uh, they've tried to work things out, they can't work things out. Mm-hmm. And I just gave them this simple advice just go right out and see what is it that you can agree on. You won't believe it. They, within a month, everything was done. A month or two months, it was all done. They'd agreed this is how they intend to do things. They did it maturely, they did it without emotion, they did it rationally, they did it with reason. And they moved on in that way, so it's 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 not ideal, but mm. I, I know in some instances it happens. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. Thank you very much, Abu, for for that uh, view of a divorce. We we never really get to hear about divorce from that view. We always uh, are scared and we are always afraid of hearing about it because we think it was on the silly party. But once you get to know these things, you get to have an informed decision. And I think an yes, important decision is better than an ignorant decision. An ignorant decision, yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, we've come to the end of our program as we were discussing divorce and the legal landmine that is involved in the divorce issues. Well, um, I just want to encourage you. Go to the Lord in prayer. Seek the Lord if you do not want to go through divorce. 
And if you need counseling and if you need help, approach the people, your pastors approach people who can help you, people of influence in your life who can help you not to get to that step of divorce. Because divorce is something that no one wants to celebrate or wants to get into. Well, um, I just want to urge you, share this podcast. Or if you want to get in touch with us or if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram, FM underscore 19. You can follow us on Twitter, uh, that is at Golide FM. You can follow us on Facebook, Golide FM. Uh, you can drop us an email, that is FM at gmail.com. And if you want to be part and parcel of our WhatsApp group, you can click uh, a link there on uh, Facebook and join our distribution list on uh, WhatsApp. Well, I just want to leave you with a song from A Few Good Men, and the song says, It is not an easy road. And I just want to acknowledge that marriage is not simple. It is not that easy. There's so many complications out there. We couldn't even cover all the complications if we wanted to spend the whole day discussing the complications of marriage. But even though it is not an easy road, there is a God who can take us through this road that is hard but beautiful, the beautiful road of marriage. And well, the name is Tamsan Ogachu, and the show is the Friday Night World Show on the Quality FM podcast. Until we meet again, ciao and God bless. It's not an easy road. It's not an easy road. It's not an easy road. Easy road. It's we have traveled into heaven, though many other thorns on the It is not an easy road, it's but the Savior is with us. His presence gives us joy every day. No, 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 no. It is not an easy road.
walks beside us and brightens the journey and lightens every load. It is not an easy road. We are traveling to heaven. No, no, it's no. Traveling to hell. 